talking about money now, focusing on money. Actually, it, it, and this is why we talked about the four basics or the five basics, which is master the four basics. That's the fifth basic, master the four basics. Who do you listen to? Teachability index, training balance scale, and the four steps. You can see how <clears throat> that is the foundation of everything we're learning here because if we understand those concepts, then we'll learn how to apply these concepts better. The training balance scale says on one side it's the why, the thinking, the thoughts, the motivation, the attitude. And the other side is the how, the techniques, the skills, the methods, the strategies, the actions, the doing. We pointed out that 99.9% of making money or getting anything that you want or having, being, or doing anything in your life and creating anything and everything in your life, 99.9% .9 of it is the thoughts. It's using your brain to put out a vibration and then by law of attraction, the universe will give you circumstances, situations, and events and people to create that and bring into you, into your life, that which you're vibrating. But it'll give you events, situations, people which match the feeling, to give you matching feelings. This is why people always say, <clears throat> I wasn't vibrating, I wasn't thinking about a car crash. I wasn't thinking about falling down the stairs. No, but whatever feeling that event gave you, that's what you were vibrating. You were vibrating that emotion and feeling. Now you can create a specific thing by vibration, but when you're putting that out, the universe will give you circumstances, events, situations, and people which match your feeling that you're vibrating. That's what we have to be aware of. Now when we're talking about money, how do we apply this to money? Because I am going to give you a couple specific hows or techniques and things that I'm going to do. However, the action steps are really not that relevant and because there are virtually millions of different scenarios to make money, it's, it's really stupid and impossible for somebody to say, I'm going to teach you a specific way to make money because the method that I'm, I would teach may apply to you but may not apply to you. It may be something you really enjoy and want but you wouldn't. So more important is for you to find the various methods and techniques of making money that you want that give you the feeling that you want and the universe will bring that into your life. But I'm going to give you some things to help you think about some certain things and focus on some certain things so you can bring into your life those certain things. So the first most important thing about making money is to want money. That's the first most important thing. You must want it. Specifically, money. At whatever level you choose, again, the first rule or the first step of the four-step procedure is define what you want. So if you want money, how much money do you want? That amount, again, has to be a number that when you think about it, you feel good. If you feel bad, that means it's out of the sweet spot. 
Because if you come up with a number, I want a million dollars, and you think about that, but you feel bad, that means you're not ready to focus on that because you're going to be pulled to thinking about the lack of it and how am I going to get that? That'll never happen to me. And then you're focusing on that, and you know that because you're feeling bad, and you'll draw in more of lack. So everybody's amount of money is different. Some of you may say, I just, wanna, I just want a certain amount of money to help start paying down my debt. You need to come up with a dollar amount of money that you want, that you can focus on initially, that you feel good about. Now, some of you may be able to use a more general approach instead of a specific amount and say, I just want some more money so I can relieve some of my financial pressure. And so you may be able to think about more money and when you think about just some money, some, any amount's fine, just some money to help relieve some pressure, maybe that is your sweet spot. And you don't have to come up with a, a specific amount at all. And some of you may even take a different approach and going, I just want to feel financially secure and financially free without coming up with a specific amount at all. You're now working on a feeling. I remember the three ways you can define your dream or define your goal or define your want is with specificity, a specific dollar amount. I want 10,000 a month. I want 50,000, I want 100,000, I want a million, I want 50 million, I want 100 million, I want a billion, whatever the dollar amount is. That's with specificity, with no time limit attached. The second way is general. I just want some money, some more money to do a certain thing. And the third one is just a feeling. I want to feel secure in my finances. I want to feel financially free. Now, by the way, when you're focusing on this, you wouldn't say, I want to feel no burdens financially. I don't want to feel any more financial pressure. That can't be a goal because whatever you think about, you'll get. If you're feeling, if you're thinking about a goal of, I don't want to feel financial pressure, you're thinking about financial pressure. Do you understand that? If you say, I don't want to have any more financial burdens, you're thinking about financial burdens. Now, this, does, this applies to everything. When you think of anything you want, you must think of what you want, not what you don't want. If you're looking at a relationship, for example, you can't say, okay, I want a person who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, no. Because you're, gonna, you're thinking about a person who's smoking and drinking. That's the vibration because you're focusing on that. You would rather say, I want a person who lives a very healthy lifestyle, like me. So you must always put wants, desires, dreams, goals in the positive. Don't say, I want somebody who doesn't do this or I, I want no more of this or I don't want this. See, some people, when they say, tell me what you want in life. Well, I don't want to be overweight anymore. No, you want to be thin. See the difference? I want to stop having food cravings. No, you want to have a normal appetite. 
I don't want any more stress. No, you want to feel secure and content and relaxed. Do you understand? You always must put your wants, goals, dreams, and desires in the affirmative, in the positive sense. That way you're focusing on what you want. So always remember that. So you have three ways of figuring out your financial goal. A specific amount, and this will change from time to time <clears throat> as you go through the process. So over the next days, weeks, and months, you'll start changing this and always be changing it and fine-tuning it. You're always fine-tuning your dream and what you want because you're experiencing things that you don't want and you're fine-tuning what you want. It becomes clearer. Therefore, your vibration is clearer, more specific, and your vibration, either it's more specific on the feeling or more specific on the desire. And the more specific it can get on the feeling or the desire or even the general sense, it does actually become more specific. It becomes more powerful, more intense, and you get a higher level of belief, which means it comes into your existence faster. So the first thing is you must have a chief aim. Chief aim means a primary focused goal when it comes to money. One of the keys of wanting things, if you go back of everything we talked about, it's you become what you think about most of the time. Which means if you really want things in your life, people always talk about a balanced life. You want a great relationship, you want great health, you want a great family, you want great social life, you want great intellectual stimulation, you want great emotions, you want great finances, you want a great career, you want to be fulfilled. Well, if you're thinking of all these things throughout the day, the question is what are you thinking about most of the time? The answer is you're, you're not focusing on anything. You're putting out so many different vibrations. All these vibrations are good, but none of them, therefore, can be very intense, very powerful, and none of them can be being broadcast out of your brain for a long duration. One of the secret keys that nobody will talk about, because they always talk about this balanced life, one of the secret keys we learned in society is that you become what you think about most of the time. And the key is, you can't live a balanced life. You must be focusing on a chief aim most of the time. If that's your health, that's your health. If that's your family, that's your family. If that's your finances, that's your finances. If it's your relationship, it's your relationship. If it's your intellectual pursuits, it's your intellectual pursuits. You become what you think about most of the time. Therefore, you must always have a chief aim. Some of you right now, if you were to look at the various areas of your life, you really have to ask yourself, what is your chief aim? Is it finances? Is it relationship? Is it health? Is it your spouse? Is it your career? Is it your intellectual pursuits? What is your chief aim? And the fact is, you can be broadcasting all those things, yes, but you must have a chief aim. This was taught to Napoleon Hill by Andrew Carnegie, and it's something that has been overlooked throughout history. Another way of putting it is, and this may sound negative, but it's true, you must be obsessed with what you want. 
because that's the only way you can focus your broadcasting vibration. You must be obsessed with what you want. That's the only way you can continually clarify it, broadcast the vibration with power and intensity, and have the duration long enough to create it in your life. You must be obsessed. You get what you think about most of the time. So if you're putting the equal amounts of effort or equal amounts of thought across 20 different things, all those things will ultimately come into your life in varying levels and degrees. But if you want something to really come into your life fast, you must broadcast it virtually all the time, which means you must be thinking about it all the time or most of the time. You become what you think about most of the time. You must have a burning desire. Remember Napoleon Hill? Define your goal, and later he called it, define your chief aim. And he later said, define what you're going to be thinking about and what you want all the time. Define what you want and think about it all the time and have a burning desire for its achievement. What's burning desire? Burning desire is massive obsession. Thinking, you can't have a burning desire for something if you're not thinking about it all the time. Then you don't really have a burning desire for it. You need to be obsessed with it. You need to be talking about it, thinking about it, living it, breathing it, tasting it, touching it, anticipating it as if it's already yours. You become what you think about most of the time. You need to define your chief aim and become obsessed with it and focus on it all the time. That's how you create it. Tiger Woods, greatest golfer, golfer that ever lived, is obsessed with golf since he was a little kid. He, has, he doesn't have a balanced life. If you look at all the great athletes, all the great musicians, all the great people in any area that have achieved greatness, they don't have balanced life. Now somebody said, well, I don't want that. I want a balanced life. That's fine. And that's very good. So you can make good money and have a good relationship and be happy and have a nice family life and have a nice social life and a nice church life and all these different things and have a wonderful balanced life. That's a good chief aim. Your chief aim could be, I want to have a balanced life. I want to be really balanced and enjoy so many different things in my life. That's perfect. If you want to make massive amounts of money or if you want to have this spectacular physique or if you want to have the most brilliant relationship in the world, that has to be your chief aim. That means you're going to be a little bit unbalanced. You're going to be focused on and obsessed with that one thing which is your chief aim. Chief aim is overlooked. Obsession is never talked about. But the fact is you must have a magnificent obsession if that's something you really, really desire. In order to get something, you have to think about it all the time. You must define what you want and have a burning desire for its achievement, which means you're obsessed with it, which means you're thinking about it all the time and feeling good when you're thinking about it. And then feeling good throughout the day. Now, if you're thinking about it all the time and you're feeling good all the time because you're thinking about it all the time and every time you're thinking about it, you're feeling good, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get exactly what you want with record speed. That's how it works. It isn't the actions or the activities. It's the vibration that will create the events, situations, people, and circumstances in your life that make it happen. And any actions you do working on your chief aim 
you will categorically 100% be thrilled and enjoy that activity. If you're not enjoying the activity, that means you're not feeling good, that means you're thinking of the lack of it, and you're doubting you'll get it, and you're not going to get it. Make sense? So first and foremost, you must be obsessed. When it comes to money, you must think about either A, a specific amount of money you want with no time limit attached, B, generally, that you want money to do certain things, to buy a new house, to get a down payment, I need, I need an increase in cash to free me up, or thirdly, a complete generalization of how money is going to make you feel or how you want to feel in relation to money. I want to feel financially free. I want to feel financially secure. I want to have enough money so I feel completely empowered and to be able to do whatever I want whenever I want. I want to have enough money to do whatever I want whenever I want and be free. So you're looking for a feeling. Either one of those three areas is how you define it. This makes sense. And you use the same technique. You think about what you want with power and intensity. You must feel good about when you think about your goal. And the techniques that will help you think about it all the time are get pictures of what you want or what the money's going to give you. This is why a dream board is good. The dream book is good. Because if you want lots of money to do a lot of things, looking at all the things that you could achieve if money wasn't an object, looking at that on a regular basis will help remind you to think about money, 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 I'm bringing in money, and feeling the anticipation and exhilaration as if you already have it. You become what you think about all the time. Just looking at a picture over and over and over again and feeling good about looking at pictures of cars, jewelry, clothes, uh, exotic locations you want to travel to if money is your goal. Having pictures on the ceiling when you go to bed so you can see them right before you go to bed at night. On the mirror when you wake up. On your house. The actual process of creating those pictures and those images keeps you focused on it and gets you excited and allows you to broadcast from your brain. The visor in your car, in your office, on your computer, so that you're looking at these things all the time. Having your dream book written out and reading those dreams of what you want throughout the day causes you to focus. See, in the beginning, you're doing this because it's the conscious competence level. Going dream building allows you to focus on things. Constantly going out there in terms of money, dream building, looking at things, touching them, sitting in the car, feeling how you're going to feel when that car is yours, looking at homes, watching lifestyles of the rich and famous, the travel channel about luxury yachts or whatever. Start expanding. Now you may say, well, I'm watching luxury yachts, but I don't want one. Perfectly fine. But what you're saying is money is available. Other people are getting money. Your belief level goes up that it can happen by doing this process. This makes sense? So 99.9% about making millions, the success secret that they don't want you to know about is that it's all in the mind. This is what they, the elite class, don't want you to know. The major secret is that you must have a burning desire, an obsession with making money 
You must be thinking about making money all the time and feel good about it. And that's 99.9% .9 of the secret of making money and becoming wealthy. When Andrew Carnegie, the richest man in the world, wrote the book Think and Grow Rich, it was when Andrew Carnegie ta uh, taught this information to Napoleon Hill, who wrote the book Think and Grow Rich, the name of the book was entitled Think and Grow Rich. Not work hard and grow rich. Not you must be smart and grow rich. Not you must know the right people and grow rich. It was think and grow rich. Because what Andrew Carnegie, the richest man in the world, taught Napoleon Hill was it's all about thinking. If people who are rich work hard, they're not working. They are doing what they love. They're enjoying every step. Carnegie, for example, at the turn of the century, he built U.S. Steel. A lot of people don't know. He went to the office at 10 in the morning on a Monday. He'd leave at 4 in the afternoon. They didn't have telephones, Blackberries, laptops. So he did his business from 10 to 4. He took a lunch and he went home and he had dinner. Every night, all nights and weekends, he was not working. And in the summer, he took three months off and he went to Scotland. And he did no work. No phones, no telexes, no fax machines, no emails, no instant messaging, no cell phones. He was somebody who, quote, did not put in a lot of physical effort. But he became the richest man in the world because he understood the power, because he was a member of the Brotherhood. That 99.9% .9 of success is created in the mind. When you put out that vibration, it attracts itself into its life and creates people, circumstances, events, and situations to give you exactly what you want. Now, if you believe that you have to work seven days a week, 20 hours a day to become successful, guess what? Then it's true. Henry Ford said it this way, because he was also a member. He said, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, either way, you're correct. It's the thinking that makes it so. It's the thinking that makes it so. So if you believe and you're putting out, well, you know, you can't be successful unless you work really hard, that's the vibration you're putting out, which means the universe is going to give back to you and put in your life circumstances, events, situations, and people, which will prove that you must work hard and long hours in order to be successful. If you put out, I know that the law of attraction works and 99.9% .9 of making money is just thoughts, therefore I don't have to work that hard. And if I do put in a lot of hours, it's only because I'm absolutely enjoying it and loving every minute of it, but it's not required, then the universe will put into your life circumstances, events, and situations, and people, which will prove that that's true. Does that make sense? It is the thinking that makes it so. So 99% about making money is this technique. We could end the seminar right here and go, hey, that's how you get rich. You basically define what you want, how much money you want, or a general amount of money you want, or a feeling about money. Focus on it all the time, become obsessed with it, get a burning desire for its achievement, and when you think about it, you feel great, you feel exhilaration and anticipation, like it's already in a box, it's already in a present, it's got your name on it, it's under the tree, and when Christmas comes, it's yours. You know it, no one's taking it away from you. It's there, you just do that, and you'll get all your dreams coming true when it comes to finances. That's the key.
That is the magic. That's the secret. Isn't that interesting? Now, I'm going to give you a list of some things here. These are some techniques, some methods, some strategies. Here are some of the how. None of these are required. None. None are required at all. But here are some things that you may want to think about and consider, which will help, hopefully raise your level of belief and cut down the, the curve because now you'll have knowledge of some of the things that could be helpful to you. But these are not required to make money. The only thing that's required is what I just told you. Get a chief aim regarding money, focus on it, use the law of attraction. It's the secret that Napoleon Hill shared in the law of success. Andrew Carnegie, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein. Every super successful people in the world uses that one technique. There's a U.S. News and World Report collector's edition, I have it in front of me, called Secrets of the Super Rich. The 15 all-time richest Americans, modern moguls, an inside look. And in, this, and in this book, as you can see it here, Seven Secrets of the Super Rich. And here's the first secret. I'll just read off these secrets. You can get this magazine if you want. <clears throat> Keep in mind, this is not 1,000% accurate because this is written by a journalist who talked to and observed these people, but they didn't share the truth. Just so you know that. Remember I told you who do you listen to? But I'll point these out to you. What they have is the seven secrets. Perseverance beats education. It doesn't take superhuman intelligence to become super rich. Bottom line is some people think I have to be smart to be rich. No. Throughout history, superhuman intelligence doesn't matter. It's perseverance. And what is perseverance? Perseverance is basically being obsessed with what you want, believing you're going to get it, and not giving up which means get a chief aim and focus on what you want all the time. You become or you get what you think about most of the time. Number two, make your own luck. Create your own luck. How do you create your own luck? The universe gives it to you when you're focusing on what you want, money-wise, believe you're going to get it, you have complete anticipation and you're focusing on it all the time, the universe gives you all lucky circumstances and situations in your life. Three, gamble but wisely. They talk about the fact that these people follow their feelings. They make decisions and choices based on feelings. If it feels good, if they feel good about doing it without fear or anticipation, which means they're not thinking about what they don't want to happen, they're thinking about what they do want to happen. When they do things, they do things based on how it makes them feel. Am I going to go in this direction? Am I going to invest here? Am I going to try this business? If they're feeling great about it, it always works because that's you predicting the future because you're creating the future. To somebody else, it looks like a gamble, but nobody else can know how you feel. So if you're about to do something and you're feeling bad about it, don't do it. It may be the most brilliant idea in the world and it may actually work, but the fact that you're feeling bad about it, which means your, your doubt level is high, your belief is low, and you're thinking about it not working, means even if it's a brilliant idea, it won't work. You must follow your feelings. Four, know your market intimately. What it means here as it talks about is they associate with people and, circuit, and, and situations that, that 
revolve around what their particular market is. And so they know their business intimately. And intimately, when you read the article and you talk to these people, is they have a sense, a feeling about the market. And all this means is when they think about doing things in their particular business, they're following their feelings, which is how it works. It's not about you have to be smart, you have to know every detail because it's irrelevant. You get out of the think stage and you use the feeling stage. Because when your attitude's right, the facts don't count anyway. Because if you're going to do something, even though all the facts say that this won't work, but you're feeling that it will work, it will work because that's the law of attraction. Number five, focus obsessively. Well, they do use the word obsessive. Focus obsessively and work, work, work. Focus obsessively, which means have a chief aim, put the blinders on, Think about what you want to happen all the time, which when you do that with anticipation, it says work, 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 it's because the effort you put in will be so much pleasure, you'll want to do it all the time. Six, timing is everything. Now, it's interesting. When Bill Gates was being interviewed on Larry King Live, they asked him, Bill, you're one of the richest men in the world. What's the secret to success? He said, well, basically a couple things, Larry. He says, first, Depth of vision. You have to see the future. You have to know exactly what you want. He goes, let me give you an example. He said, when I was looking at the computer business, there's a lot of people that saw the computer business, but they didn't see the potential in the computer business. So you have to see the potential in things. And that is really going beyond looking at what you see, but look at what it could become. And I'll give you all an example here. Years and years ago, I was in Denver, Colorado, and I was talking to the past president of one of the largest corporations in America. And I asked him, you know, what is one of his secrets of success? And he said, depth of vision. And I said, what do you mean? He says, well, just don't look at things as they are. Look at them as how they could become. Have depth of vision. And he gave me an example. He said, Kevin, make believe you're looking at an acorn. And he said, look at that acorn. And with depth of vision, what do you really see? And I said, ah, if I say food for squirrels, I flunk the test. So I said, I don't see an acorn. I see a tree. He says, very good. He goes, you know what I see? I see a forest. See, depth of vision. And I go, I get it. I don't see a forest. I see houses and buildings all over the world from the wood. Do you understand? From that, that's called depth of vision seeing things further down the rack, track. But when Bill Gates was on Larry King, so he said, first depth of vision. And then he said, timing. You have to be at the right place at the right time. He said, luck has a lot to do with that. Now, luck is created. So when you want something and focused on it obsessively, the universe will give you circumstances, situations, events, and people. In other words, the universe will put you at the right place at the right time. And then Bill Gates said, but a lot of people had the same vision I did. A lot of people were at the same place I was. The big difference is I took action. And this is one thing. The universe will present to you circumstances, events, and situations, but it will be up to you to go with your feeling 
and do something and take action when it's presented. And the story goes about the minister who was in Louisiana at the church when the floods were coming. And they evacuated the town and the minister said, no, 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 I don't have to be evacuated because God's going to take care of me. So he stood there at the church, but the water continued to rise and rise and rise. So a boat came by and said to the preacher, preacher, we evacuated the whole town. Why don't you hop in this boat and let's get out of here? You know, this is dangerous. And the preacher said, no, God's going to take care of me. I'm not worried. Well, a little while later, the waters continued to rise and rise and rise. Another boat came by and said, preacher, you know, this is getting worse. It isn't getting better. We're here to rescue you. He says, nope, I am committed to staying because God's going to take care of me. So the boat left. Well, the waters continued to rise and the preacher was on the roof of the, of the uh, chapel. And a helicopter came by and said, preacher, it's getting worse. It ain't getting better. You know, you could die here if it rises anymore. And the preacher said, nope, God's going to take care of me. I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Well, the water continued to rise and the preacher drowned. And when he was up in heaven, dead, St. Peter was there, and the preacher was mad. And the preacher said, I don't understand this. I believed in the Bible. I believed in God. I, knew, I thought God was going to take care of me, but I died. What happened? And St. Peter said, you idiot, we sent you two boats and a helicopter. Do you understand that? So, in your life, circumstances and situations will present themselves, and a lot of people are just not paying attention. You're wanting something and wanting something and wanting something and wanting something and all of a sudden, boom, they come into your life or it comes into your life or a circumstance comes into your life and you're not taking action. So you must take action. Seven, it's not just or even mostly about the money. People that are super wealthy know it's not really about the money. When you read this, it's about the feeling. So they're really working on how they want to feel. They want to feel um, as a creator. They want to feel as somebody who's adding value to society. They want to feel an accomplishment. And the money really is secondary. And this is a great little book. It talks about the richest people of all time in America. And it's only Americans. I know most of you here aren't even from America, uh, from all over the world. Those who are listening to the CDs, um, are, are all over the world as well, so we're just dealing with the, this American particular thing. But in America, the top 50, 15 richest Amer Americans of all time were one John D. Rockefeller, worth $303 billion. Andrew Carnegie, $281 billion. At the time, Andrew was the richest man in the world, but John D. Uh, took over that later with oil. Cornelius Van Vanderbilt, $168 billion. Bill Gates, John Jacob Astor, and it goes on, Richard Mellon, Frederick Weyerhaeuser, Marshall Field, Sam Walton, Jay Gould, Henry Ford, Andrew Mellon, Warren Buffett. All these people, if you pick up the Forbes 400 and look at the 400 richest people in the world, all of them, all are using the techniques that I'm sharing with you today. This is not guru land. This is not some fictional fantasy. This is what everybody is using. Period. End of story. And if you think you're going to achieve money by not using this, the answer is yes, you can. To varying degrees, but not really. Because even if you 
do everything different, what basically is happening is you are putting out a vibration of some money and the vibration is what's making you the money. It isn't anything else you're doing. It's the vibration. You may think it's the effort. It may think it's the, the, the genius that you are and how smart you are and how persuasive and how many good skills you have. None of that really matters. The fact is what's really making the money in your life, you may think it's everything else, but it's the fact that you are putting out a vibration. You're thinking about what you want and you're vibrating it and the universe is putting it into your life. You may think it's this, but it's not. It's the thought process. Whether you're consciously doing it or just doing it automatically. But when you ask anybody, do you know about the law of attraction? Nope. Okay. But you know, you make half a million bucks a year. Yeah. Okay. Why do you think you're so successful? And you start talking to them. At the end of the day, like I, I, I've talked to these people, at the end of the day, they're all doing the same thing. They're thinking about exactly what they want all the time. And they feel good when they think about it. That is the technique that they're all using whether they know it or not. So that's number one. So let me give you a couple things to jot down and then we're going to focus on just a couple little bits and bobs so I can kind of point you in the right direction. But the key is you must be thinking about the money all the time if that's what you want. And some of you think, well, I really don't want to make millions. I just want to make a little bit more. I just want to make enough money to get out of debt. Fine. Focus on that. There's no, there's no requirement. You're not less of a person if you're not rich. As a matter of fact, the only thing that's important in your life is that you're happy and feeling joy and fulfillment. It doesn't make a difference if you're hundred million dollars in debt. It doesn't make a difference if you file bankruptcy. It doesn't make a difference if you have to live in a tent for a while. Heck, I pay big money to go fishing in Canada and I'm living in poverty, like a third world country, and I have the best time in the world. I remember the first time I went fishing for three days, I stayed there three weeks. I was having so much fun. And I was living virtually like a pauper, but having the, the most joyous, wonderful time in the world. So it's not about the things or the money or the homes or the cars. It's about a feeling inside you're looking for. That's what life is really all about. And you will have desires to do things to achieve. You'll have desires to create. You'll have desires to add value to society, to work with children, help other people. And that's what life is really all about. Money is only one part. But some of you also right now have desires of making money making 100,000 a year or 300,000 a year or making $100,000 a month. And some of you can't even think that far. When you think about it, there's just no belief whatsoever. But the fact is there are lots of people making a million dollars a year. And there's lots of people, you know, just a few years ago, there were in America about 15 billionaires. Now there's like 500. And around the world that there are, there are thousands more around the world that are certified. And believe me, the real money, nobody even knows their names. But it is available, not a requirement. You can have, be, or do anything you want, whatever it is. So here's a few things to consider in terms of making money. First and foremost, again, when you think about the money, the universe will give you circumstances and events and people 
and situations that will put, it will put it in your life which will give you what you want. But there are a couple things to consider about making money. First is, if you are employed by somebody, you're pretty much limited on the amount of money you can make. And the reason I bring some of these things up is because when circumstances and events come to you, you may not be aware that this is the right offer being presented to you because you may not know that this is a boat <laughs> and it is here to rescue you. You may not be aware of that. So a couple things. If you really want to make some good money, you need to consider that your job is not really the place for making serious money. Yes, you can use this technique to get raises, to get promotions and increase your earning power at your position. No question about that. But real money is going to come from either a business of your own or your own company. Now there's a difference between a business of your own and your own company. A business of your own is a business that you own, such as a florist, a restaurant, a dry cleaner, anything that's a business. So you, having a business of your own allows you to make a lot more money than being in a job, generally speaking, unless you're a major CEO or a major executive or director in which you're getting stock options and so forth and so on. So using the technique in your current situation, you can the universe can create circumstances and events in your current job to make any money you want, no question. But if you're using the technique, the universe may also put into your, into your experience business opportunities or other methods of making money which you should not potentially foo-foo and, and just say to the boat, go away, because it is a boat coming maybe to save you. So a, a business of your own is is some type of business that you're out there generating. A company is your own company which generates money. And it does so generally in such things as investments. And investments could be in the stock market, commodities markets, trading markets, real estate, or investing in other people's companies. So a business of your own could be an internet-based business, could be a multi-level marketing, home-based business, a part-time type business, a real brick-and-mortar business like a restaurant. That's a business of your own. Businesses of your own, there are home-based businesses and real what we call brick-and-mortar businesses. There are full-time businesses and there are part-time businesses. There are businesses that require lots of capital and there are businesses that don't require lots of money to start. There are businesses that require a lot of experience, knowledge, and time. And there are part-time businesses that don't require lots of knowledge or time. So depending on your situation, these are the situations that may come into your experience. So you must be aware that having a business of your own or having your own company earning money is something that is a way to generate huge amounts of revenue and wealth. That's number one. And I will give you one other little tidbit here when it comes to making money. <clears throat> there are two ways to make money. One is you earn money, which means you go out and make money. Your effort 
makes you money. Nothing wrong with that. It can be incredibly pleasurable, lots of fun, and those are the people that are really having a great time. However, there is a limit to the amount of time and effort you can do each day, which means when you are earning money based on your own efforts, even in a business of your own or your own company, because let's say you have your own company trading, or let's say you have your own company as a restaurant, or let's say you have your own company doing a service, such as an accounting firm that is your own business, <clears throat> and you're doing a service. <clears throat> These companies require your effort to earn money. So when you're earning money based on your own efforts, your money is limited to a degree. So what some people do is they what's called duplicate their efforts. If they have a, an accounting business and there's a one-man accounting firm, they're their own business, they decide to hire some additional accountants and therefore they're duplicating their efforts. So those are the two ways in business when you're earning money. The other way is rather than you earn money, the other method is when money is working for you. Instead of you working for money, money is working for you. This is basic investing. This is when you have money and you put money into a business and without your efforts that money begins to grow. Or you have money in some type of investment vehicle where that money each month gives you more money. That is how super wealth has been created. Now a lot of you aren't at the super wealth mindset yet, you just want to make some money. But I'm just giving you this little tidbit because if I can plant this seed right now, this could be a desire. And even though it may not be a desire that you think about all the time or most of the time, it could be a desire that you begin to think about little by little of I want to be at a place where I don't have to work. I don't want to be at a place where my money is giving me an income of twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a month. My money is working for me and now I have complete financial freedom. And then I can start doing all types of different things. Travel, I can look at new businesses, I can learn how to paint, I can do all these different things. So maybe I'm planting that seed right now. So you start transmitting that thought process. This is how it works. And then later that will become a reality for some of you. So that's the first concept. A couple basic concepts you want to consider, none of these are required, but here are some things to consider. And the reason I'm giving them to you is I'm planting seeds. This is why uh, last night somebody said, what the heck did you do to us? We are feeling so empowered and so confident and so fantastic because I'm in this lecture, what you don't know is I'm using certain language patterns, which is putting embedded commands for you to consider planting seeds, if you will so that you start thinking about them in a positive way. I'm giving you a lot of positive things to think about. I'm planting a lot of seeds, doing it on purpose. There are a lot of techniques that I'm employing. And these thoughts are beginning to germinate in many of you and you're beginning to think about it just, just a little. But as you think about it just a little, your brain is putting out that vibration which is causing an attraction of more like thoughts. And these thoughts are, feel really good 
because the thought I'm giving you feels good. Therefore, like feeling thoughts come in and they start begin to start build up, which is why the more you listen to these CDs over and over and over and over and over and over again, and the other CDs that we're going to recommend, and the more books uh, that I recommend, if you become part of the Global Information Network and get the CDs every month and the books every month, if you purchase some of the other CD packages that we have that I'm going to suggest, or come to other, some of these other seminars, it begins, we're planting so many seeds and getting your brain working almost on autopilot, <clears throat> you're beginning to attract more like-minded thoughts. So I'm going to give you a couple things to consider here. A couple concepts that will help you in terms of wealth creation, making money. One, there should be a focus as one of your chief aims, something that you're focusing on, of getting out of debt. Now there's a difference between debt and credit. Debt is bad, credit is good. Debt is basically owing lots of money that has been borrowed on depreciating assets or no assets at all. Basically what it means is you buy a car and you're paying on that car and every year the car becomes less of less value. It goes down in value but you keep paying on it. So you basically bought something, borrowed money and every year what you purchased goes down in value but you keep paying on it and you're paying interest. Credit card debt is debt. A home mortgage is not debt, that's credit because you purchase an appreciating asset. So credit is good, debts are bad. Ideally, in order to free up the flow of energy, and this is how energy flows when it comes to money, your thought process will flow much easier when you, are, when you have reduced your debt and you're on the way out of debt and you're only using credit. All the thoughts flow easier and energy around money flows easier. So an objective or a goal should be to reduce or get out of debt. And you can go to a website called debtcures.com. And there are a lot of other good uh, websites and books on debt reduction and techniques on how to reduce debt. But debtcures.com has a very good, uh, good, some good books on there and, and different materials. So consider getting out of debt. And you all can get out of debt. You all can reduce your debt. You can reduce your debt as, by simply as using this technique saying, I want to be debt-free. Don't say, I want to get out of debt because you're focusing on debt. Say, I want to have no bills. I want to be debt-free. Next, you should consider starting right now saving 10% of what you earn. Just take 10% off the top of whatever you get and put it away in a savings account. You can put it in any type of investment vehicle, you can just put it in a savings account. You can use that money and buy gold or silver and just put that in a safe. You can use that money and just put it in a savings account and once, uh, once every three months go and just buy some stocks or bonds and just keep it in an investment account. But just start shoveling away 10% and never touch it. This also frees up energy because it starts to increase your level of belief 
on the fact that you could start accumulating a net worth and some wealth. This little technique dramatically changes the way you think. It is very powerful. Start saving 10%. Next, you want to reduce how much taxes you pay. How do you do that? Well, first off, if you do form a corporation, you can reduce taxes in many cases. So you want to look at how much taxes you're paying and reduce the amount of taxes you pay. Because whatever you save in taxes is real cash in your hand that you can use to create more money. Next is you want to reduce your insurance premiums. If you were to just sit down and look at all the insurance premiums you pay, review the, your policies, and start doing some shopping, every one of you can dramatically save money on in your insurance premiums. And all of your insurance premiums, I can guarantee you, you're overpaying. So if you reduce the money you're spending on insurance premiums, that's extra cash. You just got a raise. If you reduce taxes, which you can all do very easily, just have them reviewed or start a corporation. And if you reduce insurance premiums, you've all just gotten an instant, instant raise. Next, use corporations for credit lines and OPM, which stands for other people's money. When you start making money, you have to understand people always think, well, I don't have any money. You don't need any money to make money. When you form a corporation, and you can go to LegalZoom.com, it has all the forms there, very inexpensively. You can form a corporation in any country in the world. There are major tax advantages of forming corporations, but corporations also allow you access to lines of credit that you wouldn't have as an individual person. So all of a sudden, instantaneously, most people don't even know this, if you just form a corporation, you now have access to credit, not debt, credit, which you didn't have access five minutes earlier. And you can get lines of credit up to a million dollars, which is really something to consider. Next, there's a couple what we call character traits of people that have money and something you should consider working on. And if you work on these character traits, you'll feel better and you'll attract more money in your life. One is develop a pleasing personality. And there's a great book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I would encourage all of you to take the Dale Carnegie course. When you develop a pleasing personality, you attract more and better people in your life. Whatever personality you have, you will attract like-minded people. If you have a pleasing personality, you will attract like-minded people. Things will be easier in business. You'll get more accomplished with a pleasing personality. Next, work on improving your communication skills, your persuasive skills your sales skills, and your negotiation skills. In business, you will be using some of these skills. This is definitely on the right side of the training balance scale. The skills, the techniques. So there are some sales techniques, there are some communication techniques, there are some persuasive techniques. 
For example, one communication technique which is very powerful is learn how to ask questions and listen. God gave you two ears and one mouth. Use them proportionally. So when you're meeting people, talk less, listen more. And when you're asking questions, use the six honest serving men and use them till you'll die. They are what, when, and where, who, how, and why. I can give a whole, again, two days on communication or pleasing personality. And I'm going to give you some books to review and look at. The reason we don't spend a lot of time with that in this particular session is it really is irrelevant in the grand scheme of things if you're doing the technique. Because all this will automatically happen anyway. If I focused all my attention on this, like there was a guy who, very successful man, but he was successful not by accident, but he was using the thought technique virtually unconsciously. And when he wrote down and said, what am I doing every day that caused me to be successful? All he focused on was all his actions because he thought his actions were what caused his success. So he taught this lengthy seminar, like five days in a row, teaching people communication skills, how to joint venture, how to partner up, all these skills that he did. And later, he was frustrated because all the people that went through his lecture, not one of them became successful and not one of them made any substantial increases in income. And he goes, I'm giving them the gold. Why aren't they doing it? Why, aren't it? Why isn't it working for them? I says, because that stuff doesn't work unless, unless your thinking is right, unless you're focusing on what you want and obsessed with it and feeling good about it when you think about it. Because unless the law of attraction is at, is at work, this stuff doesn't work. And this stuff is irrelevant anyway. So these people were trying to apply this frustrated and their thinking was all wrong. None of it would work anyway. So when they would actually do all the things exactly as he described, because their thinking wasn't right, none of it worked. None of it created any results. So you can do every technique wrong if your thinking is right and it still works, which is why in business you find people who are incredibly successful who have no pleasing personality and no communication skills and no negotiation skills and no sales skills because their thinking is right. So I'm touching on these things here, but letting you know that it's not that important. I'm just planting some seeds. Next, manage your priorities. Some people call this time management. Time management is wrong. It's really priority management. It's being able to get more done in less time with less stress because you're not stressed out about getting things done. If your thinking is right, you won't make it, it, you won't even feel any stress at all. But a good technique to reduce stress because we've been so drilled and ingrained and have so many habits about getting things done is to use some proper priority management system. I would recommend a company called Priority Management. You can Google them. They have websites and offices all over the world. It is the system that I use. Now, for years, they had a paper-based system. Now, they've gone to a computer-based system. Do not use the computer-based system. It does not work anywhere closely as effectively as the paper-based system. So if you do use the Priority Management system, use the paper-based system. And lastly, 
The things that you want to do, that successful people do, and this is really more important than any other skill, is these four things. One, read books every day. Even if it's a page a day, leaders are always readers. When you're reading books, it's causing you to focus positively on the things you want. It's raising your level of belief. And while you're reading, you are virtually blasting out positive vibrations, therefore creating positive experiences in your life. So reading books every day. What books should you read? I'm going to give you a list of books. And again, I would encourage you all to join the Global Information Network and we'll send you books that I personally have read and suggest and recommend every month. Next, listen to CDs every day. Hey, if you drive a car, you can listen to 10 minutes of a CD. You don't have to listen for hours and hours and hours every day. If you're in the shower, put a CD on. Listen to, listen to some information. What CDs? These CDs over and over again. And again, I'm going to give you uh, some recommended uh, materials to purchase as well. Attend various live events, seminars. Something magical happens when you are in a live event with other like-minded people. A mastermind is created and your power is amplified dramatically. That's why the people here in the room have a huge advantage over those just listening to the CDs. People here in the room have been here and then they're going to get the CDs and listen over and over again. So their benefit is amplified multiple fold. And lastly, associate with people that have what you want. People that have what you want. Like-minded people. Associate with them. Become their friends. Listen to them and observe them. Years ago, I was taught by the, by the Brotherhood this concept. One of my mentors said, five years from now, your income is going to be the average of your five best friends. Think about that. Five years from now, your income is going to be the average of your five best friends. Interesting, isn't it? Five years from now, your income is going to be the average of your five best friends. Why? Because when you're associating with people, masterminds are created and your brains are synchronizing. And if their thought process is low at an income level, yours match and your incomes all match. Because the thoughts are what develop the income. Now, a lot of people listening to this may be thinking, oh God, I need to get some new friends. Guess what? Yes, you're right. Associate with people that have what you want and always try to associate with people that have income levels that you want and beyond. The higher, the better. You'll begin to observe them and do observe them, watch them, model yourself after them, listen to them, learn from them, and mimic them. And you'll start developing neuropathways like them and start achieving what their results are. It's the thinking that does make it so. I'm planting a lot of seeds. A lot of seeds that will start to germinate. You'll see the results and it will be magical.